I exclaimed loud and proud amongst um, co-workers that I am an escape artist. As in, I am very proud of my escapism trait. As in, I do not like reality. I tend to escape to my imaginary world often. And I am very proud of that. I mean, some people be like, where is your realism? Where are you realistic? Why aren't you realistic? I've told you time and time again while talking about K-dramas that I'm very realistic when it comes to K-dramas. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Like, and those are certain situations. I'm like, why can't they do this and this? Why can't they talk to each other? Like, why are they avoiding telling the truth? Why are they avoiding the reality of it all? But it's because it's a gay drama, honestly. But in my sense of being, I am very much a... Um, I hope you guys aren't hearing the radio in the background. But um, I am very much an escape artist and I love to escape real reality. Yet when it comes to um, fake things, I like to bring the reality to it. So... I don't know. Uh, fool me not. Anywho, uh, as I was saying that, I was literally just thinking of several things. And um, basically, I'm ready to go to Korea. Of course, not for a long time. Well, kind of a long time, but like only vacation like, slash educational purposes of a long time. Not necessarily a live there type situation. Um, also, um, one, main, one of the main reasons why I wanted to introduce this by starting off by saying I'm an escape artist is because, honestly, I, I told my coworkers that I escape reality by loving K-pop and living in the world where K-pop exists and these boys exist in my imagination. They are not actually real people and real humans. They are a figment of my imagination and that's where I like to keep them. Once they become real, it's just no longer attractive. In all honesty, um, <laughs> like they become flawed human creatures and thus lose the joy that they bring me. Um, I just saw that J Bum of Got Seven, leader name of Got Seven, uh, has a podcast series out, or rather, a segment of a podcast out where he basically talks about his life and I was telling I was saying out loud which means basically I don't speak or understand Korean well or I don't Korean well basically <laughs> so um or I don't understand it well uh so and I was like well in all honesty that's how I kind of like to keep it honestly because once I actually know your culture and know your language more that makes you even more real and I kind of don't want to hear his segment on his life because then, uh, then of course, that'll make him possibly more real. And I really like him as a figment of my imagination. Mostly, actually, all of God 7 I, I enjoy because they are my alt group. I enjoy them as a, even though I speak English and Mark speaks fluent English, Jackson speaks fluent English, and Bam Bam speaks fluent English, English they are, uh, for the most part, all characters like they have a persona that they put out to the world that i know for sure is not their 100 percent honest truth like they try to be their honest truth to an extent but of course they don't give us all of it so i i i, I like that we keep our distance in that being and um it's like i i understand that sometimes like i don't they were like i don't want to be an idol like jay 
Ish doesn't want to always be considered. In fact, he doesn't want to be considered an idol at this moment. Um, he's become super real to me recently. Uh, so much so that I support from a distance. And it's not a fault of his. I mean, technically it is because I've been enjoying the life of my boys being idols. So, um, him deciding to be a real boy <laughs> makes him less appealing. He was never my bias, but I, I do implore the group as an extent of ima my imagination. And now that he's becoming a real boy, um, I'm keeping my distance. So I just, yeah. I am an escape artist. I escape reality all the time. In fact, you're a part of that. You're welcome. <laughs> no clue. I have no clue what the heck I did yesterday to have, so, or rather, this morning. Technically, no, yesterday. To have good dreams, but whatever I did, I need to do it again so I can have those dreams or dreams similar tonight because, whew, fam. Let's talk about these dreams, shall we? Okay, I have. I can say that I had two specifically significant dreams. Or rather, two definitely different time, pace, and volume dreams. One was a K-pop dream, and I don't know how long it's been since I've had a K-pop dream. And the crazy thing is, I wanted to say it was a specific group's dream, but no. That itch went left real quick. I mean, left in a good way because, like, honestly, all my biases, biases, and we're here for it. However, uh, and it was like literally very positive and very, you know, relaxing and very, you know, um, like I'm happy. I woke up happy. I woke up joyous type dreams. But like, yeah, I've never had it switch out in the middle of the dream. And the second dream was basically, it was really rather interesting. Like, I don't know what my subconscious be doing sometimes. It's like a blast from the past type dream. Okay, so last night before I went to sleep, or rather, you know, my, my night is technically everyone else's day. So um, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. this morning, I was going to sleep. But before I went to sleep, I decided to watch some things on YouTube. Mainly Jonathan, Johnny from, uh, I call him Jonathan, Johnny from NCT 127 or NCT SM, SM's Johnny. I decided to watch uh, him on, what did I decide to watch? I decided to watch his, uh, Johnny's Communication Center, his most recent one, which I had missed. Literally, it came out on my birthday, so literally two months ago, basically, uh, or, um, Six weeks ago? Six weeks ago? Yeah, a month and a half, yes. Yeah. So yeah, six weeks ago it came out. Seven, almost seven weeks ago it came out. And I hadn't watched it yet. It was on my watch later list. It's been on my watch later list watching me. And I went to his Instagram because I missed him. I basically randomly just missed him. Like, even though he had literally just posted four days, five days, five days now. Since the... While I'm recording this, it's been five days since he posted on his Instagram. So he's been active. He hasn't disappeared from the planet. And like, you know, he's still doing stuff. But I literally saw other members of NCT 127 with NCT Dream doing glitch mode uh, content. 
And I was like, where's Jonathan? I miss Jonathan. Where is he? Uh, so that made me miss him. I went to his page, saw that he posted then, and I had already liked the um, picture. And I went down his page just to see it, it, what else I didn't like on his page because I missed him. I needed to see his face. I needed to appreciate his face. So um, I was like, this is not giving me enough. I, I even wrote on his, if y'all follow me, y'all probably will see on one of his most recent pictures, me saying it's midnight there because it was midnight so it was 10 o'clock 10 a.m my time but midnight in korea i was like it's midnight but i miss you and uh, uh i was like uh after that so you guys will see that on my, on his instagram if you guys are like looking for it or if you follow me and it shows you all the people that you follow's most recent comments on certain people that you follow's page or something like that you'll see on post and um so i decided to go to youtube and watch this video so i literally watched was it a 12 plus minute video of him and jaehyun putting on suits uh getting tailored suits and i was like i love this for y'all i i live here so i implore it so i literally this is what basically i did before i went to sleep as well as drink soju hot cheetos have turkey pepperoni uh sharp cheddar like i actually put this on my instagram story uh i put it on my instagram story basically saying uh these are things i did before i went um before i went to sleep um but i think i missed some things like if i probably will try to recreate this tomorrow to see if i can have awesome dreams again tomorrow but we shall see uh because i don't know if i feel like drinking soju in the middle um doing a so another soju binge it wasn't necessarily a binge like i didn't drink to get drunk i just wanted to feel a buzz but anyways uh so i watched him before i went to sleep because i was missing him and apparently my subconscious reminded me that i missed him because he came up in my dream okay so i will come back and tell you guys about the dream okay so what i recall from the dream I was in a van and it was not like any of those spiffy running man vans or you know where everyone has their own individual seat and it can you know there's like um an incline uh, escalation of sorts like there's steps to get to like the top the back level is the top level and there's a step you have to take to get up there no it's like my church van that i used to have at, at oh, church obviously um where you have a back row and you have a middle row and a middle row is shorter than the back row because you still need to walk to the back back row and um you of course have a front row for some strange reason, I was in a van with ATs. I was literally in a church van or a van, a minivan. It was not a minivan. It was like, um, what is bigger than a minivan? Uh, a van. <laughs> That's my logic in my head. I don't, I don't know. A traveling van uh, with ATs, literally ATs. I don't know why it was only me in ATs, but it was only me in ATs um much appreciated thank you subconscious for putting that together again i didn't do anything or watch or you know make any uh conversations about ats before going to sleep so it was really interesting that they were the first people i dream about so in the dream i'm just having normal conversations with them it's kind of loud in the in the van you know just normal camaraderie 
The boys are all having fun. We're all chit-chatting as if I'm a part of the, the posse. Like, I'm not an oddity. I'm not interviewing them. I'm not, you know, their makeup artist. It's not a business case, basically, with them. It's like we're all on friendly, friend-friend terms, basically. So, um, <laughs> basically, somehow, in the midst of these conversations and playing around with the boys... Uh, for some strange reason, Sungwa gets really, like, he's either sitting next to me. Yeah, he's sitting next to me. He's sitting next to me, and his face gets really close to my face. And it's like, not an I'm about to kiss you type way, but it's more like I'm staring deeply at you. But I'm not about to kiss you type way. Like, his hand, his face is literally less than five fingers away from me. So, like, literally, I can put my hand in between our faces. We're that freaking close. Um... But that's all I can put in between us because we're that freaking close. And then that one, another moment, like literally it takes a beat. It's like it skips a beat. It's a moment. And then all of a sudden, Mengi, who's sitting right in front of us, he's like turned around having a conversation with us technically, or he was before this incident, incident, instance happened. And so now his face is also that close to me. So I have both of my biases faces of that close to me and I, I don't even know where the transition happened all of a sudden we're at my house I'm getting out the van this is literally like it feels very much like church uh outings that I used to go on like 12 plus years ago however I was never usually the first one out of the van I was used or, or being dropped off in, from the van it's usually everyone else I guess that's what my subconscious wanted me to have that moment where I'm the one getting out the van because I'm usually especially the later years of me being on the church van I was one of the last people on the church van all the time because my father actually drove the church van like he was the the chaperone the main person to drive people to get into the church van to go to church or get in the church van to go back home and stuff like that so I was never the one to get out of the church van first ever wanted to get out the church van second honestly I've lived like I would basically at the end of my church life or rather my church by that means uh life uh that I stayed on the van the last I was the last person on the van so I guess my subconscious wanted me to experience being the one to say goodbye to everyone that's still on the van so anywho's uh, I get off and someone follows me Again, I have no clue how, I, I guess. So, um, I didn't get to finish recording what I wanted to say because, um, well, because business, people distracting me, people getting on my nerves, um, other things happening, uh, having to finish work, whatever, what have you. Um, I said I wanted to continue and basically do whatever I did to have those dreams, to have those dreams again. This time around, I am now officially at home in bed getting ready to go to sleep. Actually, technically, like 30 minutes before my phone tells me I need to go to sleep, which has is hilarious because I haven't been going to sleep at the time that it tells me like literally every day. But since I have two 12-hour shifts that I'm apparently going to do because I'm too nice, but also I have my own agenda. Um... I am going to go to sleep without, you know, drinking the bottle of soju or rather sipping on some soju, uh, eating on some hot Cheetos and watching my boys do vlogs and crap <sighs> because I'm going to go try to go to sleep early. But, um, 
I will, I'm going to, I can tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story. I really wanted to tell you guys the story. So I'm going to tell you the story. So I think I ended up at the part where I'm leaving the van and someone wants to basically practically, you know, escort me out. I have no clue if I actually heard them say these things as I was walking out the van, but I just remember that it basically had, it went, basically my memory of it is both Sungwa and Mengi's face, re- faces both really in my face and then flashing out of that situation to me walking out of the van. Like literally getting out the van. I have no clue what happened in the sense of that altercation between us. Basically, it felt like a K-drama where, um, you know, we don't know what happens to de-escalate the scene or what happens, what's the transitioning moments of after that scene. Mm-hmm. Like the character gets slapped. And then we see that character walking home, sadly. Like, we don't see what happens. We don't see them stop staring at each other or, you know, like, we don't see the what happens after that. We just see the big dramatic moment and then the transitioning scene. Like, we don't ever really get to see what happens next. So, um, basically, I didn't get to see what happens next. In that sequence, I just see myself walking outside of the van and someone, like, willingly wanting it. Well, not feeling the feel I felt that someone wanted to escort me out like maybe they were following me outside of the um out of the van or something like that because no one else was getting off, supposed to get off because it wasn't their stop as well like it was only my house only my house because it's literally my legit house that I live in so um then the person as I step out the person starts talking to me like basically saying oh so this is your house oh nice and I'm like I don't know if I have the sense of I don't want them to come in or I don't want to open a door so that they see anything but I just know that uh I am like yeah this is my house point to it a little bit but not really and um you know basically prevent them from moving any further towards it and then I turn up and see that it's Jonathan, Johnny. Uh, I call, like I said, I call him Johnny, Jonathan, but his name is Johnny, from Johnny So from NCT One Two Seven. I'm like, this is a turn of events. Like, you're in front of me now. Like, I was just talking to ATs. Like, how? Where did you magically appear from? And um, we're having a very decent, very, very comfortable conversation I remember my body and like not feeling too tense about like I know that he's not gonna go any further to invade my privacy of my home like we're just having a nice conversation outside of my house basically and like getting to know each other and I hate it for myself because like oh my goodness it's Johnny freck it's Johnny in my face like really in my face like not really he wasn't in my face like Mingy and Sungwa was in my face like they legit like literally were in my face like face to face in my face in this part that part of the dream whereas he's just literally standing hovering over me we're having a nice general conversation because he's hovering over me because he's tall like i'm not that tall you guys i have become face to face with several k-pop idols and um if we're talking heights and we know that jonathan is taller than some of the idols that i've actually seen and come face to face with He's definitely taller, like way taller, than, way taller than me. If I'm comparing him to comparing him to them and they all, I'm trying to figure out who was shorter than me. Not one of these idols was shorter than me that I've taken pictures with. Hold on. Hold on. I have to go back to my BAP 
photos because but I was hunched over for most of them okay maybe Jung Up was my height or a little bit maybe he was a little bit shorter than me maybe he was actually no 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 I think he was actually taller than me I can't recall recall but I know that for a fact that most all like at least 90% of the idols that I've met were all taller than me and I'm just I'm actually like part of me is like salty about that because I look at them on screen and then I look at them on their um profiles and like I think I'm taller than you but then I measure myself and I'm like wait math don't add up but like people lie about their measurements right so I'm pretty sure most of these are lies so woozy I'm coming for you I would like to stand next to you and take a picture just for my memory not for anyone else's (laughs) so that dream was just it was so amazing like I felt really good waking up like like wait why are three of my biases this close to me in my dreams like and like subconscious thank you like (laughs) i'm thanking the soju the hot cheetos the mangoes of fruit snacks that i have not fruit snacks are they fruit snacks they're technically fruit snacks they're they're fruit and it's only like the snack form of them so yes fruit snacks i'm thinking like whatever i did before those dreams i thank them for happening to make that dream happen uh including that suit vlog or that tailoring a suit uh Johnny Communications that I watched before I went to sleep um because uh, uh, he was really right in front of me we just it was just like okay like why I don't know why well I do know why like I don't I don't know why but I do know why but like he literally was so friendly in the freaking uh video like he felt so welcoming in the video but I was like his because he's with his best friend or I think that Jaehyun is basically his best friend. But, like, they were, like, he was so relaxed there that my mind made him super, super, well, rather, didn't make him super relaxed, but make me feel relaxed while communicating with him. But, I'm like, also, I felt so relaxed and felt so, like, familiar with 80s in my dream. But these things will never happen in real life. Or, rather, they don't seem like it the way I act in front of these boys. Because... <sighs> with Vanner I acted kind of basically starstruck but then again I have no social skills or rather I've lost all my social skills so when I got to talk to them and be in front of them I had nothing to say no clue what to say and when I was on the video call with Tan again nothing to say nothing really to say like no physical no actual thing to say to them So, like, I literally need to start, I don't know, I'm talking to myself here, so this is helping me with my stammering and crap, but it's not making me very witty, and I need to become more witty. I guess I really, really need to go back to reading, because I felt like I was the best person. I was super witty when but then again I also was more social like I literally was in school in school so like I had to be social or I, I didn't have to but I chose to because there were people of like minds around me so that there were people I wanted to talk to and could talk to but I also can talk to my friends more I don't really want to talk to my coworkers more especially since some of them get on my nerves um but I should be more uh 
I should put more effort to things because I want to not be so awkward in front of them, around them. Because, like, everyone else, not everyone else, a lot of people I've watched interact with these boys. Like, of course, they might be a little bit starstruck and, of course, they love these boys as much as I love these boys. But they make the conversation seem and feel more natural. And if I can make these conversations happen and feel more comfortable and familiar like the way they happened in this last dream I had I would definitely implore it and I mean I'm not gonna leave you guys hanging like I basically did in the last few but I'm gonna just gonna tell go ahead and tell you how my last dream went or rather the dream that happened after that which is not really anything like it's not k-pop but I still would like to share it with you guys because it was basically after the k-pop dream I woke up and I don't know what frankly oh I think I just basically woke up to rotate like I either lay on my back or lay on my uh chest lay on my stomach and um so I think it was hot in my room I drank some water rotated and <laughs> uh basically kicked off my co- covers maybe maybe possibly I can't really recall but anywho the dream basically went as such Um, I was walking down the hall or walking across the street. Basically, there was a walking path that I was taking. And uh, I kind of brushed against, or no, no, I think a female in front of me that looked very familiar to me asked me if my, okay, I looked at her and recognized who she was. She was my first grade teacher. And she called me Fisher. She said, hey, Fisher, so is your... Uh, I think either second grade or maybe even my sixth grade. She mentioned a teacher above her, as in a, in a grade higher than her, that taught a grade higher than her for me, and asked me if they were good at science, like she was good at science. First of all, I don't even know if I actually did anything scientific in first grade. Like it's first grade, fam. I remember learning cursive in first grade. That's pretty much it. I remember learning cursive and playing. Uh, heads up seven up those are the two things I remember from first grade and my response to her asking me if that person taught science better than her was basically me saying I just think that she didn't like it as much as you did or rather she didn't make it as fun as you did because I think that initially if a person doesn't necessarily like it or can't find the fun in it or can't make it enjoyable for others I didn't like it because I definitely fell out of love with science. And I know that for a fact in my youth, I was actually into science. I was like, there was no subject that I didn't like back as a child. But when I got into high school, I struggled with several of them, mainly because they weren't that attractive to me. It seems too complicated. It wasn't welcoming, basically. Um, but literally, the the dream is basically her asking me that and us walking past each other and me giving her an answer. Uh, that's the end of the dream. But it was so nice to actually, first of all, hear her, see her, and like being called by my last name, Fisher, like that was very weird, especially from her, first of all, because I don't think I actually got called by my last name by anyone in elementary school except for my PE coach. And it's because uh, my brother, who was nine years older than me, was uh, coached by him a lot um, at that school and out of that school. Um, 
and my sister was a year younger than who is a year younger than me uh also shares the same last name so therefore uh all of us being called fisher is like a thing so but i first of all her calling me by my last name was super weird but also her recognizing me in this dream felt weird because it's literally been i graduated from elementary school sixth grade 2004 So I like went to elementary school 2000, oh wait, my bad, 1997. That's a lot of math in here. So like, I've been out of high school for 10, 12 years, 12 years. I've been out of high school for 12 years. So add on another 12, ah, 24 years. Elisha, duh, you're 30. So like. 24, 25 years. I, like, 24 years, I haven't seen her. I haven't been in her class. I haven't, you know, communicated with her. I don't even think that she was still at the school when I graduated from the school. So that's saying something even more there. So, like, she should not recognize me, remember my last name, remember my face, or anything like that. So it's crazy that this dream made these things happen. Uh, I guess because I had recently talked to her with my mother and my sister recently because we were reminiscing about a lot of things elementary but honestly we were more talking about my kindergarten teacher than we were talking about her Um, but yeah so those were the two dreams that I had and I woke up feeling good about both of them I woke up feeling good and um, yeah it's now what 14 minutes before my phone tells me that it's time to go to bed. So I'm guessing I'm going to go to bed right now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I will attempt to do that same stuff that I did before. After I'm done with all of these over um, long shifts. Today's another day to do better. I'll do better. You do better. This is your girl, Elisha, aka Enough to Believe in. Parish.